0: hey 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 who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary my name's adam and welcome to episode 345 Welcome back to another episode, I hope you're keeping well and safe, I hope you've had a cracking couple of weeks, and that you've managed to do something Doctor Who, Doctor Who. related. related. <laughs> I hope you've read a book, or grabbed one of the Blu-rays, or even one of the VHS tapes, depending on your 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 AV setup at home. The old Doctor Who movie on VHS, eh?
1: Amazing.
0: Amazing the- times.
1: They're being reissued, apparently, the Cushing movies, I've heard, on 4K. Imagine that.
0: Bit of a remaster. What were they filmed on, those Cushing movies? Are they on proper film stock, 16mm jobbies?
1: I'm not sure, but I reckon they, they look really good, don't hmm. they? I was going to say, I can imagine they would look amazing on 4K, but I have no idea what they were filmed on originally.
0: I think they might have been. Um, but Yeah, because like you know when you watch something that's fairly old school? Like an old mm. film, an old TV, but it still holds up really well today. And you think actually that's probably filmed on, on on film rather mm. than TV tape. Um,
1: yeah, I'm just thinking the colours in those films are so rich. Mm. If I think of the cushion films, they're just so vibrant and that's they got that lovely sixties brightness to them. I I, lo- I really like the cushion films, and I, apparently they're going to be um, reissued in the cinemas as well. They're going to have a cinema show for them, which I. Mm. If it's near me, I'll definitely be going to those. They're great.
0: Nice, very nice. Yeah. So um, I, ha-
1: I haven't got a 4K player. Of you? Yeah. <clears throat> what
0: do you mean you haven't got have a 4K you? player?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't got. Where a 4K. have you been? Where have you been? I'm still on the Betamax. No, my. <laughs> no, we kept saying we were going to get a PS5. We were like, oh, we don't need to buy a 4K player because we'll get a PS5 and that plays them. And. Uh, well, we, there's still no stock of PS5s anywhere, apart from eBay, for like uh, four times the price. So yeah, we're, we're just waiting for Argos to get some PS5s, <laughs> and then we'll have them.
0: <laughs> and then you'll bag one, mate.
1: And we, then we'll be in the 21st century.
0: Indeedy, yeah. I wonder if uh, Doctor Who will have a will have a 4K remaster at any point. What if they, they can they actually
1: scale? What was that random episode they upscale? Was it Twice Upon a Time? They released as a, a really random one-off, yeah. Yeah, and it was. it was like ages after the so it got released on like DVD and Blu-ray, just standard, which is yeah, what you'd expect. Mm. And then just randomly, it came out in 4K about six months or a year later, and it's like, but it wasn't filmed. <laughs> mm. I don't mm. know; it's a bit random. Anyway, I'm
0: referring to sort of modern, very modern, who like Jodie's era, because I, I think oh, right. I think that was filmed in because remember before Chibbers and Jodie took over in that sort of run-up, that interim period, where Mm. we were speaking about various bits of new snippets that landed uh, before it all kicked off. And I remember one episode we spoke about the they had switched over all of their lenses and cameras and all the equipment that they were using. And I think they used some of the red cameras and whatnot that they used to film some of the Lord of Rings and the Hobbit bits and pieces and whatnot. So Mm. I, I believe that that was all shot in a fairly decent... Res that could be 4k i think but the most yeah. that we've got is the hd blu-rays obviously so i'm wondering if they'll do a 4k release for them at some point i think it would be a bit of a stretch to go back to the other doctors eras from eccleston and you know up to capaldi because i think i could be wrong i'm no expert on this stuff but i don't think that was filmed anywhere near 4k that was just filmed in in hd at the time but yeah i think jody's stuff might be eligible
1: yeah it might be yeah
0: Yeah, did they put any stuff out on 4K on iPlayer? I seem to remember there was one or two things that there was like a BBC iPlayer did like a bit of a fanfare one week and said we're going to be putting this out at 4K. Maybe that was the Christmas special. Maybe I'll have to engage my bloody memory here. I can't remember, but oh, they did do
1: something, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I'm sure they did a 4K one-off on iPlayer.
1: Yeah, because a lot of their stuff is in 4K.
0: Hmm. Well, I watched our review episode, the next Doctor, on iPlayer, and obviously it's not four K, but it's it's HD, and oh, that did looks you? Uh, that looks reasonably good on there. Looks all right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny, is it? I watched it on. Um, uh did I watch it on BritBox or did I watch it on DVD? Because it's now a couple of weeks since we watched it. I can't even remember. Because <laughs> obviously we were supposed to record a couple of weeks ago, weren't we? We haven't been able to do this review uh, for various reasons. I can't even remember what I watched it on. I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling I tried to get it. I was going to watch it on... must be iPlayer, actually, because I don't think... Anyway, yeah, I have a feeling whatever it was I was going to watch it on digitally. I couldn't get it to work because so I had to put the uh, Blu-ray in. I can't remember what happened, but feels okay. like i watched this ages ago i almost felt like i needed to rewatch it again last night uh, just to refresh my memory but i looked at my notes and i was kind of like now i've got it in my head what i thought about it so
0: oh, okay yeah <laughs> hmm yeah so i've just had a very quick look as we're talking and it was um yeah it was the christmas special uh, revelation revelation of the daleks was that revolution sorry revolution I was going to say, Colin, in 4K. It's too many hours. yeah. It's a Revolution of Daleks, <laughs> that was shown in 4K HDR on iPlayer ah. back on uh, January 1st, 2021.
1: Yeah. Do you remember yeah. when they did... Um, they've tried a few little things, haven't they? Do you remember when they did the episode Knock... Was it Knock Knock? The one with David Suchet, and they said, oh, we're doing a special, mm. like, surround sound. Um, you're going to hear enhanced... <clears throat> sounds in it which are going to make it really creepy and like like if people were listening to it with headphones going I can't it sounds the same there's like a pin dropped but it might have been slightly louder in the mix and mm. it was like no one could tell any different
0: <laughs> yeah I remember that that was uh. Yeah. They, they they put a name on that Bit of tech that they
1: oh, what was that? It was I can't remember what it was. Some expanded special, audible like,
0: mode or something like that. Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah, like when Madonna did her album in Q sound and it was like, What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like just meaningless.
0: <clears throat> yeah, well they are trying, I suppose. They have to spend the, uh, they have to spend the license fee somewhere. You know, do a little bit of um,
1: money to burn. <laughs>
0: yeah, do a little bit of uh, what's it called research and development r&d on stuff i suppose i can't remember what the name of that thing was but i remember though yeah there was that
1: yeah i'm pretty sure it was yeah. not i just seem to yeah. remember as that episode
0: yeah yes uh before we get on to news and reviews and stuff uh, a little bit of uh, uh before you give us a um uh, a breakdown on something that's coming up on the easter weekend have you seen the uh the latest rumor in the Next Doctor saga?
1: Oh no, not another who is it this week?
0: Well it's not announcing anyone new. Judith but if, Chalmers. Judith, Chal- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Judith Chalmers stops travelling for
1: <laughs> God, that's showing oh, me agent that she's <laughs> uh
0: This is in relation to somebody that's already been rumoured as the Next Doctor, but there's been a bit of a hiccup as This is weird to me because if you were, if this is supposedly true, then this is a very big slip up.
1: Oh, is it? I think I know what you're going to say. So at. this yeah, is
0: uh, this is in relation to to Faddy. You know, Faddy's had yeah, his name yeah, thrown yeah. into the mix anyway. Yeah. Uh, the other in day, <laughs> the other day, and this was on. This news story landed yesterday. I'm not sure why i I've come I've come across this, but it's from Plymouth Live, <clears> the <throat> website. Right. Plymouth Live, anyway. Uh Faddy, who has his name's been in the ring now for a couple of months, uh, uh reportedly as the Next Doctor, uh took a photo outside Bad Wolf Studios in Wales. Mm-hmm. And he put uh added it to his Instagram story and he just put some text over the top of the photo that just said New Tings. And uh <laughs> New Tings. A little right. fox uh, emoji icon next to it. And then what happened was the inevitable got, his, got a slap on the wrist from the BBC and it was deleted very quickly afterwards. So what do you make of that dude? His name's been thrown into the ring as the next Doctor and then literally in the run-up to the Easter special, he's seen at Bad Wolf Studios taking a picture, mm-hmm. saying new things, and then within literally, oh, I don't know how long it was, 20 minutes, half an hour? Uh, he was told to delete the image, and it's gone from his from his Insta. So, what do you make of that?
1: Why make of that? Is his um, <clears throat> his agent has said, "Quick, Faddy, get up to that studio, and get a picture of that, and get it on Instagram because it's going to, you know, get you a bit of publicity." I I, I don't know. He, uh, in all seriousness, it was quite intriguing, wasn't it? Because you think, you know, you hear a rumor like that, but like the Hugh Grant one, and you completely dismiss it. But uh, things are crazy in the world of Dot 2 at the moment, and literally anything could happen. So. Mm. I don't know. I, I, Again, I'm sort of dismissing it, but I'm also dismissing it with a pinch of salt because you just don't know. But yeah, I reckon his agent was like, Faddy, go and, go and get a sneaky picture of the building and, and put it on your Insta. Yeah. And everyone it, will go crazy.
0: It does sound a little bit, you never know with these things, do you? Because no. this could be completely innocent. Faddy could be working on He, a he com- could be yeah. completely different thing to Doctor Who. It just so happens to be produced by Bad Wolf. same Mm. studio and it could be a you know it's a completely different thing the timing is a little bit suspect though i will say that
1: and is it because yeah because i think have has production already kicked in in the rtd2 era uh (coughs) i don't know
0: 100 percent about any type of filming at all but they're certainly in pre-production for the new stuff because russell um i think he put on his insta or said in an interview this was about two or three weeks ago now (coughs) that uh Stuff you know, the the wheels were turning on the new stuff already. So yeah, yeah, I don't think anything's you know, cameras are certainly not rolling. I don't think, but at Bad Wolf, they must be uh in the throes of producing it.
1: Yeah, the the cogs the cogs are <laughs> definitely turning, aren't they? It feels like stuff is is happening, mm. but uh, I don't know what fa- Faddy Fady don't know how you say his name. Faddy? I don't know what he was doing yeah. there, but he could be involved. You see, I mean, his name might have sort of ended up on a you know, a spreadsheet that somebody's clocked and they've sold that to the... They say so he may be... I, I really hope they're not trying to bring class into it somehow because I really just think that... I never want that to be mentioned again. I just want that dead and buried. But uh, you never know. They could be trying to mm. reintroduce class into... I don't know. who Because, you know, all this sort of multiverse and spin-off that we keep hearing about, you know, maybe they're bringing stuff in like that. So who knows? He, he could be involved is what I'm saying. Could yeah. be in some way. We shall yeah. see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the the crazy train for the next Doctor continues rolling forward, as, as it always does. And on the round table that we that went out last week, we yeah. spoke about this whole Hugh Grant thing and, and all that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, again, there,
1: one. there's one time when you just completely dismiss that, wouldn't you? you? Say no chance, but you just never know at the minute.
0: Never know, mate. You're, yeah. You never
1: know. And he's done some good stuff recently, you know. There's, you know, he's he's actually a good actor now. He seems to have got better with age, Hugh Grant, doesn't he? I don't know if I can see him as the doctor, but he is a good actor, Hugh Grant. That thing he did, um, The English Scandal, or whatever it was called, which I oh, think, think Russell's produced, good. didn't he? Yeah. So that was the other thing I was thinking, you know, Russell likes to work with the same people, and he, he did recently work with Russell on that thing. Um, I mean, he was fantastic in that.
0: He was good, yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah. you don't know.
0: Who knows? Uh, but we have got a certain date in, in the calendar now, haven't we, dude?
1: Yes. Shocking. Who saw this coming? Doctor Who, the special. So it's going to be Easter Sunday, isn't it? Easter Sunday. Have we got a time or is it just or just a, a date?
0: Have we got a time? Um, they did, I think they I did
1: say, oh no, maybe they didn't. I think I'm imagining things. I did see a flag with like a sea devil on the pirate flag which actually i thought was pretty cool i like liked that image uh that was posted recently so that's that's something yeah that was cool uh, yeah yeah uh, no i don't think we have got a time yet mate i don't know if i've imagined that but yes anyway easter sunday for what's it called Summing of the sea devils Return legend of the Sea
0: Devils," legend of the sea devils legend of the yeah. sea devils yeah. yeah there's
1: been a few posts a uh, few picks doing the rounds mate what do you reckon to so doctor e magazine's got quite a cool Sea Devil on the cover uh, should be out today, as we record, actually. Have you seen that picture? I have. It looks it's, good. It's weird, because yeah. it looks good, but the head looks really big on it. It looks a bit like a Robert Harrop <laughs> uh, figurine, which I love. But, you know, they always the head's always slightly big on them. Um, but, yeah, it's like, they look cool. Mm. They look good.
0: <laughs> but...
1: No, I don't know. No, there yeah. is. I don't know. A, there is something about those just a little bit off. I got the dimensions or something. I'm not sure, but I do think they look good. I, I'm, I just like the fact they haven't changed the design much. I'm just um, really looking forward to seeing them yeah, on screen. Cool. What, yeah, one thing I'm confused about though, I was, I was listening to the roundtable that you guys did. I was listening to it yesterday actually, and um, Mark was saying about because Chibbers was given this extra episode, and how does that affect? you know, having, because obviously he'd already written Jodie's Regeneration and Exit or her last episode. So I'm, I'm confused. I, in my head, I thought this was the episode he'd written as being like the final. And then, he you know, and then the centenary one that was sort of came out of nowhere, the extra, was the extra special. So I'm sort of confused whether this was the one he'd originally written or if the centenary was the one that he'd written as Jodie's uh regeneration one and this was the extra one that he threw in because from what mark was saying it was like mark thought it was like well i've been given this extra episode what haven't i done oh i want to do the sea devil so i'm really confused whether this would have been jody's last one or if this is the sort of one that chibbers has been given as the extra if you like
0: oh okay right um no i think this was meant to be if i again this is very loose and don't Take this with a pinch of salt because it's my memory. But
1: just quoting this, yeah, I
0: think that this was meant to be the one where we have some kind of regen thing at the end. That's
1: what I'm assuming, yeah. And
0: then the centenary one that we've got coming up in whenever that is, that was meant to then just kick off the next series with the next Doctor, right? Right, but now they, yeah, they've got so I don't know who knows.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. just a bit confused by that, because I'm thinking, has he, re- you know, a bit like with Capaldi, wasn't it? Capaldi was going to regenerate in the uh, Cyberman 2 part, wasn't he, when he got shot and That's he was on right. the floor, and mm. that lovely line about, <laughs> oh, I wanted there to be stars or whatever. That was going to be it. And then they're like, oh, no, we need a, we need a Christmas special, Stephen. Oh, <laughs> blimey. Right. So you had to sort of do twice a one a time, which, when you watch that episode... And sometimes I watch it and I enjoy it, and sometimes I don't. It does feel filler. I mean, this, it's not a very strong story, is it, twice by time? it's really. It's got some fun moments and with, um, you know, uh, David Bradley uh, and stuff, but it does feel like a filler episode to just get to the regeneration. So mm. you can totally see that. So I'm really hoping that's not going to be the case with this, that you're going to feel like yeah, uh, the centenary not. is just a filler one because he had to write another one. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I read you, man. Yeah. I read you. But yeah, it does uh, It does look... The Sea Devil does look good. I like that image that, that they've put out recently and the one that's in the mm. Doctor Who mag. It does look rather good. So, Sunday, the 17th of April, a.k.a. Easter Sunday.
1: Easter Sunday, yeah.
0: Mark that in your calendar. We have no time yet, just the date. So it's likely to be... Or do you reckon, mate? It's probably going to be, what... something like that.
1: that. (laughs) I'll be there stuffing my face full of chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Watching it going,
0: yeah. Yeah. Might not have any beers on that Sunday, though. I don't want to do a Moffat and just start, you know, throwing bottles of wine or cans of beer (laughs) at the TV. That's
1: not the bloody
0: sea devils, how I remember them.
1: That's not John Pertwee. Get
0: effing someone in here. Get Sean Pertwee on the phone. I want to talk to him about his dad and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on. You yeah, don't, do
1: don't want any of that, no. Just no. stick to the chocolate.
0: Stick to the chocolate, have a sugar rush, get excited, and then crash afterwards. Have a sugar crash. That'll that's be it. good. So yeah. Uh that's um that's kind of what we've been up to. So in terms of Doctor Who, like you and I, we haven't been uh up to much really, because we've had a busy couple of weeks. So the week before last, mm. I had a mental week at work, really busy, couldn't find time to record. Last week you were away on your travels. So we just yeah. couldn't, we're on a bit of a relay, like one of us couldn't do it for whatever reason. So Doctor Who stuff, we haven't really done much, so uh, uh, that's, uh, that's the waffle. But we have got some actual news to get into, which we'll do in a second, but before we do that, remember to follow and subscribe to our podcast in your preferred podcast app. We put a new episode out every single Friday, so make sure you're following us so you don't miss those. You can find us in all the popular podcast networks and Apps and whatnot, just to a search for the Big Blue Box. You'll find us there, or head over to our website, which is bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all the for there over there for free as well. Plus, we're on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links on the website. We chat Doctor Who throughout the week. Plus, we have a free Discord server, so jump on that as well. The link is on the website. Also on the website, you can check out the articles and reviews from our writing team. You would have heard those guys on the round table last week. Go and check out their stuff on there as well. And check out Adam's stuff over on his YouTube channel. It is, as always, The Geek's Handbag.
1: The Geek's Handbag, yeah. Yeah, I come back to loads of boxes of nice things. <laughs> and I was thinking, right, must get, these, must get some stuff of my socials of these, but they're just sat there. So <laughs> stuff like the Pirate Planet vinyl was waiting for me when I got back. I was like, ooh, lovely things!" <laughs>
0: Just sat there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My other half's like blah, 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 spending money, bought on daf- daffodils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go and check out my channel. <laughs> yes.
0: Go and check out Adam's stuff. And the socials. And he's on the socials. too. under the same name, the Geeks Handback. <laughs> right, buddy. Let's uh, let's jump in TARDIS and let's do a wee bit of news.
1: Bit of news.
0: So first up, this is very cool. The um, the legend that is Terence Dix uh, has had his name associated with an upcoming award, a brand new award uh, aimed specifically at writers influencing the world of Doctor Who. So the Doctor Who Appreciation Society has announced a new award uh, in memory, of course, of Terence Dix, who sadly left us a few years ago. Uh, 2019, he passed away. And um, the award will recognise... Uh, writing across screen audio books and magazines etc who have all contributed to or enhanced in some way the world of doctor who so this is the very first one that's going to happen this year and it's going to take place at this year's uh, capital convention which is a yearly convention which is run by the DWAS. they have it every year over at the the crown plaza hotel over at gatwick airport here here in the uk this year Mm. it's on the it's coming up soon actually it's the second and third of april and Tony Jordan, who organises the event, says uh, that Terence was adored by fans across the world as as well as being a great friend of the Society. In 2010, he received the Society's Outstanding Contribution Doctor Who Award, and it's lovely to now have an award in his venerable name. Never has anyone been more deserving. And then um, Elsa Dix, uh, who is going to be presenting the award, says the hallmark of Terence's writing was... His simple, dramatic storytelling—no sentences full of long words, adjectives, and flourishes. He was his own critic, rereading what he had written and pairing, uh, and pairing it back if he needed to. He would say, "If you want to be a writer, be a reader first. So the books you enjoy will colour your writing." So mm. um, we've also got a quote here from Mark Gattis, who says, uh, "Very hard to express what Terence Dicks meant to a whole generation. A brilliant TV professional." a funny and generous soul, most of all, though, an inspira- uh, inspirational, uh, inspirational writer who took so many of us on unforgettable journeys into space and time. Mm. So this is very cool, dude. So at the um, at the DWAS Capital event uh, in a couple of weeks' time, uh, they'll be presenting their very first the Terence Dix Award for Writers. So this is great, right? So not only is it a, an award to try and encourage people to write more content for Doctor Who across whatever medium they feel they you know would be best for them but also to put terence's name to it and uh it's very cool because he's known obviously not just for working in the production on the tv side but his target books and and other books they're so good dude so it's a great name isn't yeah. it to put to it
1: yeah it's great i can imagine there'll be a massive cheer uh when they give this award uh at that convention and, uh, and rightly so terence is, is just such a a massive part of doctor who isn't he and uh, and, and like you said well well deserved what what a bulk of um, material uh he created over his lifetime so yeah yeah it's great i'm really really pleased they're doing this
0: it's very cool yeah and the yeah. the award itself the little statue is in the form of the master delgado's master oh is
1: it is it i didn't know yes, that. yes
0: and it's been crafted by gary glover from mooncrest models and oh, yeah. uh yeah so that's going to be good and
1: yeah is there a picture of that where you see there's no that? picture yet it's just a description
0: oh. um in the in the uh in the press article that we've got but yeah it's uh it sounds rather good so we will um i'm sure we'll get some pics after the event in a couple of weeks and yeah. we'll uh, pop them on the socials but yeah very good one this feels very good
1: yeah that's brilliant yeah. uh okay enough news uh there's a cool little a charity doctor who convention coming up on saturday the 9th of april and uh this is the bedford who charity con seven Uh, which uh, raises money for the Bedford Food Bank, a local charity that provides uh, food for over 1,400 people, is that? Uh,
0: 1,400, yeah.
1: Every month, yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, guests include Colin Baker, Sophie Aldred, Terry Malloy, Miranda Raisin in a rare convention appearance, Brian Croucher, oh, he's always good fun. He's (laughs) he's crazy, Brian. Mm -hmm. And David Banks, excellent. I believe (laughs) David Banks. Uh, Roger Murray-Leach is going to be there. He designed loads of stuff um, for the Tom Baker era, as well as Blake 7. And, um, yeah, there's going to be a... You can take advantage of a 10% reduction on your tickets uh, if you email the organisers, and Gary will put links and stuff, I assume, in the description of... uh, on the uh, blue box page so have a look at this because it'll be worth getting 10% off and uh, it's a great little guest list that isn't it so you've got Colin and Sophie Terry Malloy he's always good fun <laughs> Davros himself yeah so, it's yeah. really
0: good yeah
1: yeah and David Banks yeah so it sounds like a cool little convention uh so that yeah Bedford no Bedford Who Charity Con 7
0: number seven yeah so yeah. this has been going for a few years now we cover this every year yeah. to uh to let you guys know when it's on so if you're around. This part of the country, so Bedford, um, Bedfordshire, uh, it's, it's at, uh, the King's House, Amptill Road in Bedford, Saturday the 9th. And it's from 10 o'clock until half past five. And the good thing about this is this is not a, uh, this is not a show like, show me the money, like <laughs> show no. me the money. This is a, <laughs> uh, every single penny that they make from ticket sales and all that stuff goes to the Bedford food bank. So it's a very, very good cause. It's very cool, and uh, mm. who doesn't like seeing Colin Baker and Sophie Aldred get up on stage and give us some insight and some cool stories about their time on Who and and the other people? So it's really good. So Brian Croucher, like you said, is really good. Mike Tucker is going to be there, and uh, and Terry Malloy. What? A, yeah, it's a cool little um,
1: it's a cool, cool little, little lineup. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: it's very cool. Yeah. So I'll stick a link in the show notes, as Adam said, and if you're about, then uh, then go and do that on the. So that's the week after the Capital event. So. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, the ninth, ninth of
1: April. That's cool because whenever you go to an event, you you always get like the blues afterwards. And you're like, you're already mm-hmm. like, when's my next convention? So you'll be able to go to that. Be cool, Indeedy. Get yes. rid of those convention blues. Yeah,
0: right. Yo, yeah, that's news. We are going to crack on with our review this week, dude. What have we got?
1: Uh, so yeah, this week, so we're doing it's a Christmas special, and it's the next Doctor. <laughs> there, boy. What day is this? Christmas Eve, sir. 1851, sir. Right. Nice year. Bit dull. This creature came out of the shadows. A man made of metal. What manner of men are they? Cybermen.
0: The Cybermen will rise.
1: They are my knights in shining armor. Quite literally. What do the Cybermen want? They want every living thing to be like them. Now let the new industrial revolution begin. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it.
0: The next Doctor. This is the first in a series of specials, right? So, when David Tennant's proper series four finished up, they had a whole year to fill before series five kicked in with the new showrunner, Stephen Moffat, and all that stuff. So this is the the first one they did. This was the this was at Christmas, right? This was the twenty fifth of December two thousand and eight, yeah. and then they did one in Easter, which is which was Planet of the Dead. Then they yeah. did one a bit later on, which was Waters of Mars, and then they cool. finished up later on after that with The End of Time, parts one and two.
1: That's it. Yeah. So this is a
0: kind of strange little thing because I remember at the time thinking. This is not your run-of-the-mill. You just get to the end of a series, you regen to a new Doctor, and the next series starts whenever. They did this whole year of a bit of time off for everybody, I think, and just wrapping up mm. uh, and doing these series of specials in a similar way that they're doing with Jodie now, I, I suppose. that kind. Yeah, of Yeah,
1: it's weird, though. It didn't feel like, I don't know, at the time, it didn't feel like it does, like with the Jodie thing, it feels really spaced out. Um, I don't remember feeling that so much at the time. Mm. but maybe it was i don't know it feels like there's more of a gap with this specials yeah. we're getting at the minute i think that's because
0: yeah. of covid dude and yeah other true. gaps yeah. and all that stuff it adds so, up yeah so mm. anyway the next doctor it was as i said first broadcast on christmas day 2008 it was written by russell t davis directed by andy goddard and stars david Tennant, david morrissey as jackson leak mm. and uh reasonably sized support cast i guess and the synopsis is christmas 1851 and cybermen stalk victorian london the 10th doctor discovers a spate of mysterious deaths and he's surprised to meet another doctor are two doctors enough to stop the rise of the cyber king
1: the cyber king what do
0: you reckon to this one bud Hit oh
1: Ru- Russell, you tease! <laughs> Russell loves to tease. I'm thinking because you know when you look back at this, when this came out and stuff, the next doctor, and we knew Tennant was leaving, and it was like, God, is is David Morrissey the next doctor? And um, and then you had that thing that Russell did when uh, a couple of episodes before. Remember when that that amazing cliffhanger when Tennant was. Regenerating when he got shot by the Dalek, and it was just Russell was brilliant at just drawing you in and, and always being one step ahead. So, uh, the next doctor was a bit of a sort of tease, um, in the title and stuff. And obviously, for the first 20 minutes or so, you don't know what's going on. Uh, why is there two doctors? And I have to be honest, I I really like this one, and I, d- I don't get why it gets a bit of a kick in. Um, I whenever I speak to people about this one, it kind of gets dismissed. Um, And I feel like people maybe think it was just a bit of a a tease, a bit of a sort of fluff episode that was built around trying to trick people. So maybe a bit of a one-trick pony. But but watching it again the other night, um, I've watched it a few times over the years. I I really liked it on transmission. um, And I've watched it a few times since over the years. I watched it again a couple of weeks ago when we were originally going to record. And I just think it's a fun Christmas episode. I don't think it's trying to be anything other than that and it's just entertaining um it still looks really good Mm. i mean that opening scene the opening scene with tenant walking through you know that that town with all the snow and the cameras gliding around him it's beautiful it still stands up really well i think in terms of production even the cyber king which is you know very cgi heavy looks a bit dated, I suppose. But even that, I think, still looks pretty good. So I think visually it's a beautiful episode, and I and I really thought the direction was good. Um, who did you say the director was? Because when I I expected it to be like Euros Lynn or a name that I knew, and when the name came up, uh, Andy Goddard, I was thinking, oh, I don't really recognise that name. I don't know how many Doctor Who's he did or whatever, but I thought the direction of this was absolutely superb. There's loads of sort of funny angled shots and the the, you know the woman in the red dress coming through the snow the the episode to me looks beautiful Um, and I think it's just a fun simple story Um, the whole who is this other doctor thing gets wrapped up fairly early on in the story earlier than I remember to be honest Um, and I think that's a good thing because when you re-watch it like when you're watching it the first time you're sort of hanging on every word, trying to work out who the, the other Doctor is. But once you know that on a rewatch, you just kind of want to get on with the story. So I think mm-hmm. they timed it about right, really. They get it out the way about 20 minutes in. They sort of do the reveal of of actually why he thinks he's the Doctor. And, uh, yeah, I just think it's fun. You've got the air balloon, tenant in the air balloon at the end, visually very cool. Cybermen, you know, I mean, they're, yeah, they're okay in it. They don't, it's not a great Cyberman story, I guess I could agree with that. Uh, didn't like the Cyber Shades on a first watch. I remember thinking they looked really naff. <laughs> um, they've kind of grown on me over the years as just a bit of a sort of typical budget Doctor Who monster. I've grown not to dislike them as much. I actually think they're okay. Um, so, yeah, overall, uh, I think it's just a fun Christmas special. It, it still gives me that real feel good feeling that I want from a special. So, when it ends and they walk off together and Jackson Lake t- talks the doctor into going for Christmas dinner, it's just a lovely feel good end to, to an episode. It's exactly what I want at Christmas. So, I think it's a good Christmas special. May not be the best story, may not be anything special, but it's um, it's just a good feel good episode. I think I, I I just really enjoyed rewatching it.
0: Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Um, I can't decide this week whether I like it or not.
1: It's not not like you to be on the fence.
0: Yeah, because I must have seen this episode maybe. I'd say when I watched this last night, it's probably the fifth, fourth, fifth time that I've seen it, I guess. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I have a slightly different opinion on it. Sometimes I think that was incredibly boring. Other times I think really? that was really good. Yeah, and I'm 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 not sure where my where my head's thinking on this one this week. So probably as we talk through it, it'll 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 sway me either way. But mm. it's a brilliant red herring of an episode, though, especially at the time when yeah. this was announced, because they filmed this in the same production block as the the actual series, you know, series four. Yeah, and uh, that way they could get a proper trailer in for it at the end of was it Journey's End, I think was the was the finale at series Four. So they got a proper trailer and everything like that. And then when Russell had been interviewed, like one of the interviews he did with the Radio Times, he said, the Doctor finds himself staring at that inevitable day when his 10th incarnation must die. So that then mm. set fans off on a, holy crap, David Tennant's Doctor's gonna, you know, he's gonna, that's it, he's gonna cop it. Mm. And uh, so the title of the episode... The, you know, the sort of teasing from Russell in the interviews and stuff. I think everybody honestly thought that this was it for, for David Tennant. Like, Series 4 had been and gone, yeah. and now the specials were kicking in, and we're going to have a new Doctor, as the name suggested. So it, it was a great red herring and a really good... Obviously, now, when you look back on it, it's, you know, it's it's meaningless. But at the time, I can imagine a lot of Who fans losing their losing their beep at that. So I like that aspect of it. And I think, overall, it's... um. Yeah, I think it's a it's a cool little isolated story. It's one of those Christmas specials that hasn't fallen foul of the previous ones where it's left on a bit of a cliffhanger that leads into mm. the next series. It's like, you know, at the end, it's just like, you know, come and have Christmas dinner. You know, everything's cool. Uh, so it's a cool little isolated story, which is great. And it has that Christmassy feel, I guess, at times. And, you know, that's mm. all good. So it's an enjoyable little sort of one-off story. Um, and the other thing I do like about it is it kicks off this it kind of cements this arc that they did throughout the specials where the doctor starts to contemplate his own death coming up. Yeah. So it's one of those things where the doctor's not really even talking or thinking about regeneration. He's actually thinking about properly dying throughout these specials, isn't he? He's, you know, he's, he's not one of, th- you know, in previous eras where the doctor's spoken about regeneration, you know, they hardly ever talk about actually dying and never coming back they always yeah. talk about you know region so this is an interesting thing where russell kicked off this sort of darker tone to the specials where it's light-hearted for the most part but then you have these certain scenes where david Tennant brilliantly acts with his face and doesn't say anything about like in this one i think um uh, jackson lake says to him you know he's found his son towards the end and yeah. the doctor's like you know you know you've got you know you found your son you've got you know loads to live for sort of thing i think his reply is something like yeah but you you haven't and there's Mm. just that pause where the doctor gives him that you know david Tennant's face you know that doom and gloom like something foreboding (laughs) is coming so and we have that a lot so we have it a couple of times in the next one we definitely have it quite a few times in the waters of mars so i like that you know it kicks off this sort of slight tone change for the doctor's upcoming regen which we know is on the way Says so some good stuff, and it, like you said, it's just a fun, it's a fun watch. The only thing I can't seem to sort of get my head around is the Cybermen implementation in this one. It feels very—I'm uh, not sure. It just feels a little bit. So these, the, so these Cybermen, as the Doctor explains, I guess quite loosely in the episode, are, are the surviving Cybermen that are crossed into End Space. Um, you know, from a previous sort of thing that happened with a dimension they you know they fell through the dimension gap at the end and I'd fell say, through yeah. time you know that sort of thing so that's kind of cool in a way but um i guess it's just one of those stories where the main the main m- monster in the in the story i guess ends up being just a bit of a a bit of a servant slash henchman for somebody else you know what i mean mm. it's not like a it's not like the cybermen and the cyber leader and eventually the cyber king thing have got their own motivations to sort of take over the planet and, and do that. It's more just this woman's just got sour grapes. Mm. And now she's just using the cybermen, you know, to accomplish her sort of revenge on the people that have ignored her the, her whole life. Um, and there's a bit of a twist, I guess, where, you know, they've told her the whole time that she won't be converted. And at the end, they do. And
1: yeah that's quite dark That bit. that's quite it,
0: dark yeah? yeah so i guess it's just really for me the bit that sort of puts me on the fence is the cybermen part of it you know they're not really that threatening let's be honest you know they're not really yeah it's one of those stories where they're just not really used that well to me well, but I, the rest I'm of not it's quite a massive,
1: good i'm not a massive fan of the cybermen from from the rtd era to be honest i don't think Uh, I I hate the stomping for a start. It's just ridiculous, (laughs) you know. um, I don't really like the design of them either. I never have. I just don't like the redesign of the Sidemen. So, Mm. yeah, I mean, they're they're not particularly utilised that well in it. Um, But they do, as I said, there are scenes like when they're in the graveyard and, you know, they're killing all those guys. That's probably the most menacing scene with them. Um, And I kind of like this sort of, um, Oliver Twist type thing where they've got all the kids working you know as well that's quite menacing with the Cybermen standing over them so they're okay but you're right they're a bit surplus in the story because um, uh, what, what is her name the, the woman the main character in the rig red dress she she plays it quite well so she, I mean she's Miss really Hartigan. the main villain isn't she It's Hartigan it,
0: yeah she's a uh, Dave Laquire one yeah. she's been in loads of things Toddler.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. done loads. Yeah, she's a, she's a good actor, and um, and I really like the bit at the end. Actually, when the doctor disconnects her, so she can see what she's become, because I think that's quite a nice idea. Actually, how because I think it's quite relatable in ways. You, you sometimes you do just get so lost in you know what you become. And then, to, if you could sort of sometimes step back away from who you are and look at yourself, and that's what he does basically, isn't it? He? he makes a take a step back and say, Look what you've become. And it's quite shocking, really. And I, I thought that was a really nice, simple idea that Russell threw in there to to sort of, you know, to bring it to bring the story to a conclusion that she's like, Oh my God, what am I actually doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I, but I agree. I think the sidemen, it's not a particularly great sideman story um and what do you think of the cyber shades they're a bit i'm, I'm a bit marmite with them i i think I, they're they're rubbish but part of me over the years has kind of grown to like them because they're rubbish you know a bit like stuff in classic who that is really crap but you you like it because it's so crap I, mean, I don't know the cyber shades what do you reckon to them there's no thread to them is there really um well
0: there's a bit in the graveyard where they're leaping on people and taking them out and
1: I think it's because it looks too much like a person in the suit, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: it does. I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It's the whole school play thing, you know, when you get people in the donkey costume. Yeah. You know, it's uh, or you have somebody in like a gorilla suit and, you yeah. know, it, it's there's, got I was that gonna sort say of that thing. There's a Blake
1: yeah. Seven episode where there's these people dressed up as gorillas and they go around killing people and it's, even though they try to barely show them on screen, <laughs> they really try to minimise how much you see of these dreadful costumes, it still looks awful mm. and um it just reminds me of that I was just like oh dear yeah it's it's good that they're not on screen very much i mean the the opening scene i think this is why i i sort of re- like this one because it's so many fun bits so when we get the opening with the two doctors being pulled along by the cyber shade up the building and stuff that's you know it's a really fun <laughs> intro and and um Tennant and David Morrissey, they seem to bounce off each other quite well. I, I think that's what I like about it. I do like the chemistry between those two, which they seem to hit the mark for me anyway from the get-go. So straight away in that scene with the Cyber Shane, it's fun and the Doctors have both got their Sonic, although one is a, is actually just a screwdriver and stuff like <laughs> that. And and uh, Yeah, I think it's really fun scenes between those two. I think that's what holds it together for me, is the some nice fun moments, nice chemistry between Mm. David Tennant and Dave Morrissey. I love the bit with the Fob watch as well. When you think is David's like the doctor's like, it's all in here and he opens it, and just the spring pops out. I thought that's just brilliant. Because that again it builds up to be, oh my god, is this gonna reveal mm-hmm. something big? And it's just like, no, it's just a little little gag.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But Cyber Shows, mate, are you a fan?
0: Um they're, they're okay, they're just One thing I will say is they're they're not forgettable. That's a a thing. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes in Who when they try and do things like this and you end up just forgetting about it and it's not until you have a a convo with somebody like, oh, yeah, those things. You never really forget these because they're so... They're they're forgettable to the plot and to the story, but they're very unique, aren't they? They're not your average sort of spider... um, Spider-Man, where that come from? They're not your average <laughs> Cyberman uh, yeah. kind of thing. a Bit like the Cybermats, you know. You never forget those things because they're like a tiny sort of variation on the on the whole Cyberman law thing. So, do I mean, think we the, don't see
1: them again, do we? I
0: was going to say, I think the fact that they've never popped up in anything else since is a I bit of, a, they have, of an I? indication of of their popularity. But I think well, they're just a little a- fun, little. <laughs>
1: That's just they're a in fun the little thing. With yeah. the um, multicolored Daleks, They're so just in that storeroom, <laughs> get <laughs> yeah. in there. We won't be using you again. <laughs> yeah,
0: boot them in there. Right, stay in there.
1: Yeah. Well, they called the paradigm Daleks. So they're just shoved in the <laughs> cupboard with them. Yeah. So I can't say that <laughs> they Hanging add the suits next to them. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: can't, I can't say that they add anything particularly to the story. They don't move the plot along. They don't have any consequence to anything really that happens. It's just a fun yeah. little. You know these things are, yeah, yeah, and also, but you can tell that was one of the things that you could tell that the CD was a little bit dated now. So at that beginning sequence mm-hmm. where it's it's running up the the building vertically, yeah, the, the, because it's fur. I think the the visual effects team, what was it, the mill at this time, they struggled a little Probably bit maybe. to um to make it look convincing. So there's like this furry, blurry sort of thing around it because, you know, it's not like a hard edged. Object that you can nicely cut out and superimpose. It's got all this fur knocking about and stuff, so it looks a little bit, a little bit dated that bit. But that's a fun yeah. sequence, though, at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a fun way to kick off the the episode and to yeah. add a bit of mystery to who who the Doctor is and stuff. The new Doctor, those.
0: Yeah, and talking of visually and how it looks and stuff, uh, there's a bit of a coincidence when we were talking about HD and 4K earlier. This was mm. the first, um, well, it was the final story. That was produced in standard definition and then starting with the next one so planet of the dead that's when they started production using hd right but it's also the first standard definition story that was released on blu-ray that was upscaled so they did like a bit of you know let's just up the the quality a little bit and upscale it whereas from the planet of the dead onwards that's like a true you know filmed in hd released in blu-ray hd uh, so it does look. So when I watched this on iPlayer, that was the upscaled HD version, right? And for the most part, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, you know, visually, like you were saying earlier, it's a it's a nice looking, a nice looking episode. There's not too much going on, other than sort of the end sequence with the cyber king thing, and mm-hmm. also when Tenant's up in the balloon. You know, part of the same, yeah. the same sequence. The rest of it is fairly it's fairly sort of practical on set effects really there isn't a great deal in 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 cg other than that last sequence obviously which like you said is very heavy for obvious reasons there's no way you could have constructed a 500 foot robot to go stomping around but um <laughs> Yeah. yeah so yeah it's um and direction wise as well do you want to pick up on that like like you were saying direction wise it's got a nice mix of sort of slow scenes like so there's a bit where when the doctor's explaining it goes on for about a good five six minutes where he's explaining to jackson lake about how he came um you know how he sort of uh came into possession of the of the little contraption uh what are they called those little um Oh
1: well, those little um canister things
0: canister things yeah the info stamps. Info stamps you know yeah. how he sort of used that to, to kill off a couple of the cybermen but at the same time it sort of rebounds into his mind and he lost his memory and stuff. Those scenes are really nice. It's just those three sort of sat around the fire. You know, it's quite nice and intimate in that way. But then the action scenes are very good. So when Miss Hartigan you know instructs the Cybermen and the shades to kill everybody in the courtyard and that opening sequence we spoke about and some other bits it was it had a really good mix I found of being a little bit intimate and static in a good way but also mm. quite quite fluid
1: I, yeah. I love the scene when he shows jackson who he really is um because obviously we get to see classic doctors on <laughs> just briefly which is always nice we always love it when they throw in some classic doctor's clips but but also um I just thought Tennant is so good in those scenes and I you know, I'm one of those people that at the time thought Tennant was good, but wasn't blown away by him. Uh, thought he was a good doctor, but a bit too human. But I've gone back and really sort of grown to appreciate um, how good David Tennant was. And I, mm. so now I'm sort of a bit of a defender of him. So, <laughs> so I saw some people saying, "Oh, yeah, he really homes it in his performance on this one." And I'm thinking, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's fair because there are scenes like that when he's really delivering a beautiful like you said, very still performance. He's doing a lot of acting with his face and, you know, the emotion on, on the face and stuff. So I, I don't think it's fair to say he was, you know, homing in a performance. Is that the saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just going through the motions. I don't mm-hmm. think that's fair because he is really good in it. And um I think sometimes he just, when people say that, it's because he, he's just quite natural in the performance that people think, oh, you know, he can just do that off the top of his head and... But I think it's more the fact that he's just so into the character that it's it's just a natural performance, not so much that he's just, you know, um, doing it as it is. But yeah, but he's great in those scenes.
0: He is. Yeah. And I think um, the scenes where David Tennant and David Morrissey are together, there is a, a good chemistry between those two. There is a good sort of mutual understanding, I guess, between mm. because the, the doctor clocks on very early, doesn't he? Very quickly that this guy is is he no he can't be another you know because uh, jackson lake as the doctor at that point for sort of the first half of the episode he's very um you can tell he's not a legit time lord because he's very forthcoming with all his information he's quite mm. proud you know this is my tardis you know yeah you know and it's a hot air balloon and you know he starts throwing time lord stuff around and stuff like that whereas the, the actual doctor's a lot more reserved with that stuff and doesn't like to, you know, shout about that stuff. So you can tell it's not a legit thing and the doctor sort of clocks that reasonably early. So the mm. scenes where Jackson Lake still thinks he's the doctor, the, the actual doctor is kind of Trauma, going along yeah. with it, isn't he? He's sort mm. of going along with it because he doesn't want, he's, he's trying to figure out more so why this person thinks he's the doctor. So he's kind of mm. playing his game for a while. And that leads to sort of some funny moments and some and some interesting conversations. And it's not until that bit, like you said, that scene that's really good where he explains to him what's happened to him and he's not really the Doctor and he's this person, Jackson Lake, then it becomes a little bit more, the, the tone changes from being humorous a lot of the times, a bit more emotional. So Jackson Lake is now starting to piece together what's happened and his wife being killed by the Cyberman and hmm. his kid going missing he finds at the end. It's a bit more of a, Okay, we've had the sort of funny, um, the the funny stuff between them, and there are a couple of scenes where you do question your own your own self as well. You're thinking, is he the doctor? There's a bit where there's a bit of a suspenseful bit about the fob watch the first time David Tennant yeah, has to I see it, bit, yeah. and the music builds a little bit, and you think, is he? Is this the thing? And then it just he opens it and just stuff falls out. and... So there's a few there's a few more twists along the way but yeah I think David Morrissey does a really good genuine performance I think not so much as not so much as the doctor I think that's a lot of bravado and a lot of you know he just thinks he's playing the game but more so when he realizes who he is that's when I think his best performance comes out he just plays that so genuinely mm-hmm. and so emotionally it's very good did you um did you think that there one thing that i i thought we would see more of but i thought we did in the previous times i watched it it's been a while since i watched it i thought there was more action stuff and interaction between david morris's character and the cybermen but it turns out that other than the flashback scenes that we saw and then just Mm. one more scene we know he turns up and he's got all the info stamped in like a sort of ammo belt around his um Yeah, yeah, yeah um there's not really that much between them It's more so it sort of saves it for the big finale between David Tennant's Doctor and Miss Hartigan at the end Mm. sort of thing. But um, do you think we should have seen more Jackson Lake versus the Cybermen? Maybe that would have helped to cement his character as a bit more of a badass, I suppose.
1: Mm, mm, Maybe a bit at the end. I felt like maybe he should have saved his son at the end. Right, um, right. It seemed like because the doctor does it, doesn't he? And I felt like it would have been nice if actually it had been Jackson that because up until this point, like you said, the when he thinks he's the doctor, there's a lot of bravado from Jackson Lake, mm-hmm. and yet underneath it all, he's he knows really it's bravado because, for example, he's got the air balloon TARDIS, but he's never flown it because he's too scared to get in it. And and <laughs> I true. again, I love stuff like that because mm. it creates the vulnerability in the character that makes you like them. So. I just felt, yeah, um, I like the fact that, you know, the Doctor tells Jackson who he really is, which pushes Tennant's Doctor to the forefront of the story, and now he's going to sort out, sort out the side men at Miss Hardkin. so that's all cool, but then, yeah, you, you've grown to like Jackson Lake at this point, and I think it would have been nice if, because I like this twist as well, that he keeps thinking, Oh, this memory I've got, there's someone else in the room, so we know his wife's been killed, but he he knows there was someone else in the room. You're thinking, who is it? And you're sort of, was it the Doctor? Who who else was in the room? It turns out to be his son, which is the sort of reveal at the end, which I'd completely forgotten about, if I'm honest. Um, and I thought that was a nice little twist. But after all the sort of build-up of Jackson Lake finding out who he really is, and the Doctor saying, yeah, but you still did all those things. You, you may not be the Doctor, but you were the Doctor. It would have been nice, I think, if you, like you just said, if he'd been a bit more in the action at the end, and I think he should have been the one to have saved his son. Right. And then that would have just sort of brought his sort of story a bit more full circle rather than the Doctor being the hero who's already done quite a lot of saving and does the big save at the end. You know, for the Doctor to be the one that jumps up and gets the kid, it just I just felt, yeah, that should have been Jackson Lake. I don't know if there was a reason for it. I can't remember because as I was watching that, I was thinking it, but I do remember thinking afterwards, oh, I suppose if Jackson had done it, Da, 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 da. But I don't know. But I think that would have been cool if they could have written it to be Jackson, just made him the one that saves his son, and then yeah, that would yeah. have been cool actually. Yeah, rather than the Doctor. Yes,
0: no, I agree. I there might have
1: been good. a reason I thought they couldn't do it, but I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah,
0: that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. So David Morrissey he had a good one, I think. I think he plays it, you know, spot on as it as he was cast to do.
1: I think he's great yeah. in it. I really, really like him in it. Actually, yeah, yeah, I think he's a great performance.
0: Yeah. What did you think to? Um, to Miss uh, Miss Hartigan, then played by Dervla like, Kirwan, because she she's again very well cast. She has this very much, you know, she's got a grudge against the men of the of of the town mm, that yes, have right, treated yes. her quite poorly. Well, not treated her poorly, but just not paid her any attention, not even asked her name over the years. You know, none of that stuff. So very very sour grapesy and a grudge, and she's got that typical kind of villain esque thing going on a lot almost like a disney villain mm. yeah much of it that's a good shout yeah. yeah so you know sometimes with with villains in doctor who sometimes they're written to be kind of um three dimensional where you see sort of one side of them which is you can see why they're doing what they're doing and then the other side is the reason for that so you see the mm-hmm. the the baddie side and the cruel intention but then you also see the emotional side and what's happened to them and why with this one i felt it was a bit two-dimensional though she was very much uh you know uh, not necessarily hamming it up but you know she just played the the disney villain quite well throughout most of it
1: the disney villain's a good show actually mm. i think that's a good comparison i think she was borderline hammy i i thought she was good in it i, I thought she's good casting and uh yeah i i thought she was a good villain but she is right on the edge of of sort of um being like the pantomime villain witch sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I did think she was quite good. And I do like the scene when she thinks she's the one in control and the cyber leader puts her in the chair and she's like, what are you doing? And that's that's a cool moment, actually, when they put the cyber sort of head on her. It's quite, um, quite dark for a Christmas special, that one little bit. But um, no, I think she's pretty cool in it. I know what you mean. She, there are bits where she's just on the edge of going over the top and stuff, but... I think she's got a good menace to her, and uh, I think she plays that sort of bitter, scorned woman quite well. The <laughs> yeah, scene in the graveyard yeah. when she's killing off all the guys, I think she's great in that scene. You know when she waltzes up in the red dress, and she, she's playing it quite um, straight at that point. I yeah. think it's a good scene That She's quite menacing. I do. I, do, I mean, I, the thing with the stomping men as well, there <laughs> is a line thrown in where the Doctor says... How did you sneak up on us? So Have you put your legs on silent or mute or something? And I thought that's so true. How can those things creep up on anyone mm. uh, stomping around? But yeah, but no, she's yeah. she's all right, mate. I think she was good casting for. She works well in a Christmas special environment. I think I could say if she was in a sort of normal episode, you might think she was a bit OTT. But I think for a Christmas special, she's yeah, original. she's quite cool. Yeah, as yeah. a villain.
0: And from one woman to the next, what did you think to the? the pseudo-doctor's companion, which has been, uh, you know, very cleverly titled as Rosita, as, uh, as the yes. companion played by... <laughs> I'm going to butcher this name. So I'm very sorry. I think it's Velil uh, Tabalala. I think it's a couple of silent letters there. So I'm very sorry if I've butchered that. But uh, she plays like this sort of London Cockney, you know, woman yeah. about, you know, a bit of street smarts and, and knows what's going on. Brave as well. She gets involved, gets her hands dirty with stuff. Mm. Uh, I think she was kind of cool, but... Uh, it it was funny to see the doctor's reactions when Jackson Lake introduces her as Rosita and he's like oh nice name you know he sort of gives that sort of little smile I think I think the the way that David Tennant plays that couple of seconds where he grins I think is a shared emotion with what the viewers were doing Mm. as well when they heard the name so but she was kind of cool though she was good
1: she was good, but a bit like you said about your memory of thinking Jackson was in it more, I thought she was in it a hell of a lot more than she is. She's only kind of, she's there a lot at the start and at the end, but um, I thought she was much more involved in the action than, than she is, um, but yeah, she's she's good in the role, you yeah, know, she plays the part well, um, but yeah, we don't see anywhere near as much of her as I thought we did. I thought, again, a bit like you, I thought there was a lot more of her and Jackson Lake mm. doing stuff than there actually is. Um but they, they make a good team. I think if we had seen more of them, I would have would have been happy with it. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And uh, we also had a couple of other people pop up. So there was quite a few people that played f- relatively small parts, but they popped up a few times, like all of the guys that were running sort of the business side of things in London and just throwing their kids into the boarding schools and uh, the people in the graveyard, essentially, who she has killed. But then she yeah. she she keeps a few of them behind to sort of serve as... A, a servants for stuff so yeah. they were okay nothing too crazy with those guys we did have a small performance from um neil mcdermott who up until that point i think was just a, his primary sort of primary acting gig was um what's his name ryan in eastenders uh he was in eastenders for mm-hmm. ages and he's the guy that's sort of looking after the air balloon and um you know so, because
1: I don't watch EastEnders, I can't think of it. Yeah, is. so
0: when the doctor turns up, he's like, Come on, we need to get this thing off the ground, sort of thing. He's like, oh, I don't know, and he's like, I'll give you five mm. British pounds. And you know, that guy's like, Oh, I like them, yeah. So he was kind of cool, but yeah, I I obviously not an EastEnders watcher, but uh, watcher, but uh, he was um, he was okay again, just playing the typical sort of London Barrow boy, Cockney kind of, yeah, all right, character. Mate. yeah,
1: got your ear blue in or and
0: yeah, got your ear blue, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, so. <laughs> There were a few sort of um performances that were not standout, like you wouldn't you wouldn't think back to the story and think, Oh yeah, do you remember the character Jed from yeah, the Next Doctor yeah. who did the hot you know the hot air balloon stuff? You wouldn't sort of remember that actively, but not terrible performances all round, I would say. You know, sometimes with who you look at the supporting cast and you think, oh, they were okay, they're not really taking it seriously, or it wasn't their best. Sort of performance, but I thought you know, most of them, in fact, all of them played them pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say so because no one sticks in my mind as oh, well. he was, he's no one stood out as being a bit naff. Um, I think the the cast are pretty much, um, yeah, into it and, and, and pretty good in this. The cyber leader looks pretty cool in this one with his big old brain, <laughs> he's pretty menacing. Again, he's not, he's hardly in it though, is he? The cyber not really. leader, he, no. and he really does that bit with a chair, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, no, no one stands out as being bad in it from what i can remember no they're all no, pretty solid
0: so yeah mm. yeah all pretty good um okay and what about the cyber king then at the end so this is the big old thing the, that she's the the got iron the kids to, the iron giant yeah <laughs> that she's she's got the kids to construct and slave labored over to get it all working mm. i think um yeah again so this is the thing anything to do with the Cybermen with this story is the thing that's got me on the fence so mm. i think it's it's kind of cool. It's a great concept, I think. It's kind of cool, but again, just sort of thwarted a lot too easily by the doctor. This is not any threat to him, really, is it? You know?:
1: No, it was, a, I must admit, it is defeated too easily. Um, I think Russell says it might be in that book, you know, that really cool book. I can't remember. I remember hearing it, but he said he thought afterwards of a much better way of ending of getting rid of it, because he was thinking, how can I stop this thing, how can I stop the Cyber King falling on everyone and killing everyone in the village? So, yeah, you know, the Doctor does it quite easily with that device. But yeah. I think Russell said after writing it, after it sort of aired about like a year or two later, he suddenly just randomly thought, oh, I know what I should have done, and, and Judy Gardner was like, oh, why didn't you think of that at the time? <laughs> but I don't know what it was. But, yeah, I mean, it's wrapped up pretty quick. It, it doesn't bother me. and And the Cyber King itself um i think this is one of the things that divides fandom i think you some people will look at that and think it looks is is a ridiculous idea not necessarily, not necessarily the design but they'll think well what is the point of that cyber king other people like myself Will quite like it because I find it's retro. It reminds me of the Iron Giant, which I loved as a kid. And again, I can forgive it because it's in a Christmas special. It feels mm-hmm. like something a little bit silly, but it's Christmas and it's it's fun and and I and I like the design of it because it's very retro. and And this is the last. I'm pretty sure this is the last Christmas special that I can remember watching with my family because um, I can clearly remember sitting in the room. It was, it was like my parents turned to do the big Christmas get-together. So we had all of my family, um, like my aunts and uncles. We were, no one was particularly watching it. I couldn't hear any of it. But <laughs> I do remember when the Cyber King come on the screen on my dad's big television you know there are a few little Ooh, like it got people's attention you know like i could remember my dad saying hey what's that then and all you know mm. so there it, it was the last sort of thing really that i can remember where i was watching a family and something in doctor who grabbed their attention that they liked so i think maybe for that reason mm. uh, i like it but i can see why people would think it's a bit ridiculous yeah, but it's Christmas. Yeah, anything goes. Come
0: on. Anything goes with who at Christmas? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, dude. So, let's
1: not. Yeah, let's just have fun. Mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, do I don't think I don't mind it either. It's okay. It's um, yeah. I just think it's a it's it's a decent enough watch, but nothing too memorable. That's going to be a talking point. I don't think so. But a couple no. of things I do before just to close out. There are a couple of things that I do really appreciate in this one. So the first one is, like I said, I really like David Morris's performance in it i think yeah, he plays it yes. very well and it's surprising really because um martin clunes was cast first of all as was jackson he? lake yeah god so martin clunes was cast and he pulled out at the last minute so really? david morrissey was only cast as that in that role like four or five days before they started making it
1: now no offense to martin clunes he's a great actor but um i just can't see him pulling off the same level of um sort of emotion, emotion. really yeah like, I don't know, it might yeah. have been all right, but I can't imagine that. Mm. Yeah, so, uh,
0: so that's that. And, and that thing you are talking about with um, um, not being happy, uh, Russell T Davis not being happy about the ending, I think he said that he wanted to go back and, and, and change it so that, or at the time wished he had written it where Miss Hartigan, you know, she sort of redeems herself and makes the, the Cyber King disappear herself rather than the yeah. Doctor doing it with the Dimension Vault thing with The time vortex and stuff like that, yeah. which is fair enough, I guess. That would have been, you know, uh, a, a slightly better redemption for her, I guess. But, uh, and then lastly, it's always good, you know, to see little flashbacks or little things around past doctors. Mm. So when the doctor's got one of those info stamps and we see, you know, Hartnell through to, to Eccleston and stuff, that's always a cool little, you know, just remind you that you're watching a nice moment. Yeah, yeah. It just reminds you every now and then that you're watching something that's a much bigger universe of connected stuff rather than even though this is a cool little isolated story just remind you it's it's the world of of all the, of all doctor who so that was kind of cool Was there anything else on your list dude you want to talk not about really it? no the yeah.
1: only thing i wanted to mention was that um because uh we've had this a few times when we watch a tenant episode and this comes back to what i was saying about how i sort of appreciate more his doctor than i did maybe at the time and uh, and that is that it, give, it gave me the feels. I It, oh. it, it just gave me that feel-good um, feeling that I when I finished watching it, it, may not have been like an outstanding, the best story, but it had so many nice moments in it that it kept me going all the way through. And again, I just loved it when the Doctor's... He's itching to get away. <laughs> he doesn't want to do the Christmas dinner thing. And Jax like, is like, come on. I mean, and sense, I, thought, yeah. I thought he did that thing of saying, yeah, I'll just get my coat and takes off. I must be getting confused with another episode because I was quite surprised when he actually does go off with him at the end, but it was just a lovely ending
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it did it just gave me the feels of what I used to feel from Doctor Who, which I sadly don't get at the moment. Um So for that, I really enjoyed it. And why I'm talking about this is because it then, and I haven't done this in ages. So I must've been watching the DVD now. I think about it. I put on the, um, the Doctor Who Confidential afterwards. Oh, they're cool. aren't they? um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but fun. I never normally do that, not not for any particular reason. I think I just felt like this glow afterwards. I felt like watching it, um, and it was really interesting. I'd forgotten how long they were, though, because I was mm. thinking it was like a 20-minute... I thought, I'll just watch Doctor Confidential. i just intrigued to see the behind-the-scenes of this one, and it's about an hour long, because I think later on on the DVDs, they just put the cut-downs, didn't they? But on this one, it's the full... It's an hour-long Doctor Confidential, and... Um, and it was interesting, mate, because it's fun to see all the behind the scenes stuff. But what is also interesting is is hearing Russell talk, because obviously now we've got him coming back. And do you know what? There's this little moment when David Tennant is winding up Russell and so is David Morrissey. I think they're both saying they're, they're having a little fun sort of matey joke between each other. And David's like, oh, Russell's always going on about not running left and right he, he he likes to put in scenes where you're going up and down and they're all laughing about it and russell and you think well yeah what what what's that about russell but then russell explains he's like when you're watching a tv show you know everyone's running left to right and it gets boring so i try and put in going up and down builders and you think well that sounds crazy but actually when you when they're showing the scenes and he's talking over it he's on about them going up the building and it does make it more exciting and i thought Just the fact that Russell was sat there (laughs) and thought about that tiny little detail just shows how much he cares. And and, and also what a great writer he is just to think of these silly little things that we would probably dismiss, you know, up and down, left and right. What's the on of it? And yet when they do show what he means on screen, it makes perfect sense. And I thought it does sort of... um, it does give me a bit of faith in like, yeah, Doctor Who's in safe hands with him. He does really think about these little things that do make quite a big difference when you're watching a programme. And there's something else he talks about, which I've completely forgotten about. And I remember thinking, God, yeah, that's just such a small detail, but you've really, <laughs> that really does work. You know, he, he, he's, he's, you know, I'm really pleased that Russell's coming back having watched the confidential. I just forgotten how much he is so passionate about every little thing. To do with the show, a bit like that ending, isn't it? You're still thinking about it a year later and thinking, Oh, I could have done that. You know, he's, he's not one that's just gonna, Oh, let's get this episode done. Let's it's a filler done with sort of thing. So, yeah, but it was cool to watch the confidentials, mate. I, I would love it if we got those again when the series comes back, it'd be brilliant because just seeing all the little behind the scenes stuff was so fun, you know, like when they're being pulled by the cyber shades and sat on these little seats being pulled across this dusty warehouse and you. I mean, you'd think that'd be horrible, but David Tennant and David Morrissey get up and they're laughing and joking and saying, blimmin' heck, you know, how fast are they going to pull us and all this sort of stuff. And it's brilliant to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I, I hope we get that again. It makes a big difference, actually. It takes you into the world of it, you know. And you've got Danny the effects man. <laughs> Remember Danny? Dan, yeah. The Explosion guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's really, really cool to see all that stuff.
0: Yeah, we were gutted, weren't we, when they stopped doing those confidentials because they're such a, you can see why, it's a lot of time and effort and which, you know, in a world of TV production equals money to do them. Mm. They're a lot more in-depth than your standard special yeah. features on a on a Blu-ray or DVD. They're very in-depth and they're very cool, but yeah, gutted when they stopped doing them. They're really good.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, they're showing all the snow when they're plying all the fake snow over the graveyard and all the people watching and just fascinating to see. Yeah, so it'd be great if we did get those back again, Russell. If you're listening,
0: if you're listening, Russell, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see when he comes but, back. We might have, well, hopefully we're going to have a resurgence, uh, resurgence? resurgence, resurgence, resurgence of all this uh, stuff that's in his head. Imagine he's mm-hmm. he's stored, even though he said, you know, he's he's not done anything, he's not felt in any way like a contribute like a contributor to Doctor Who. He's been a fan for years. I reckon he's still filed loads of stuff away in his big old locker in his brain definitely (laughs) okay well i've got nothing else on my notes dude so let's score this bad boy i think it's me to go first so for it i'm going to give this a 6.5
1: oh that's low
0: because i think it's for me it's like i said i think it's an okay watch it's a it's an enjoyable enough little little story on its own i just can't get past the fact that the cybermen are so useless in it and just not <laughs> threatening enough. And there's a point in there for David Morris's performance, and another point for, or a half a point for um for, for Tenant and stuff. Those two are great, isn't it. it's very, very good. So, mm. but overall, dude, just reasonably forgettable, mate. It's, it's not a five. It's not a completely on the fence. It's okay, but yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm a bit torn actually because I've written eight out of ten, which sounds too high. <laughs> because I normally an eight for me is a really strong episode. But I really enjoyed it. Um, But Mm. 7.5 sounds a bit low. But I agree with you. It isn't, like, great. Well, if you Uh, enjoyed it, then... Yeah, yeah. but it's not really an 8. Like, an (laughs) 8 for me is a really good... I just thought it was a fun episode. Um, I'll go with a 7.5. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Cool. But, I yeah, I did enjoy it. I thought it was Mm -hmm. a very enjoyable 7.5. Yeah. It's just, I know what people mean. It's not great, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> That's cool, it so, 7.5. Yeah, 7.5. It's a
0: good score. All okay. Right. So, uh, 6.5 from me, 7.5 from me. And what did our listeners think? We had a few over on Twitter, starting with uh, Doctor Who Home. It says, this is a strange one. There's a great idea in there. And the Jackson Lake mystery is great. But in the broad scheme of things... This one is just a bit forgettable. There's nice set pieces and a feel-good ending, but as a whole it just fades away for me. A 6 out of 10. Mm, okay. uh, Sam Dooley says, title aside, I've always liked this one. It's a fun, it's fun enough romp that I accidentally skipped back when I first binged Revival Who and only realised four years down the line. It's nothing outstanding, but the story's fun enough and it's a cheery Christmas special. 7 out of 10. That's a nice way of describing modern Who. Revival Who. Yeah. Uh, The Courier of Who says, I remember being so hyped for this one. Ended up being disappointed. Don't like the CGI at all. Six out of ten. Our writer Jordan says, I absolutely hated this one when it first aired and sadly (laughs) not changed my opinion on it since. Oh, Jordan. I didn't like Jackson Lake or Mercy (laughs) and the Cybermen don't come off too well either. Christmas specials tend to be a bit hit and miss and unfortunately for me, this one missed by miles. Oh, Jordan.
1: Gosh, Jordan.
0: Will Sanger says it's one of the worst Doctor It's one of the worst tenth Doctor stories. Jackson Lake has little to prove him worthy of being a hero to match the Doctor. The Cybermen are overly generic and robotic, the Cyber Shades are terrible, and the Cyber King misses the point of the Cybermen as villains. Three out of ten.
1: Oh, when you put it like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Three out of ten from Will. Chippy T says the weakest eczema special, deliberately misleading title that got you excited. But then went nowhere. The Cyber Queen is poorly realised, although Dervler Kerwin and David Morrissey are okay. A bit of a romp, but only entertaining after a few tinnies. Five out of 10. And um, uh, the courier of Who actually follows up and says, I remember being so excited for this one, but I was gritting my teeth at the CGI. Uh, a decent episode. A really? uh, decent I think episode. It's that bad? Yeah, and sticks with a six out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. Over on the Over on the Facebook. Uh, We had a few here. So Toby Coleman says, uh, this was my first watch of this one. And despite being a dreaded Christmas special, it wasn't awful. Uh, It is perfect for viewing when stuffed and not too focused. Uh, I really like the steampunk Cyber King in the cyberspace. But apart from that, the whole Jackson Lake thing would work as clickbait in 2008, but not so well knowing that Matt Smith came next. Also, why did Mercy Hartigan uh, explode like something... Out of the Sarah Jane adventures. Sorry if that was a bit long. Seven out of ten. That was
1: odd, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seven, was it?
0: Seven out of ten, yeah. Andrew Stewart says, It's okay. I really like David Morrissey as the next Doctor, and Tennant gives an amazing performance. However, this story lacks something for me, and I'm not sure what it is. Nevertheless, it is entertaining, so a seven out of ten. Uh, Tim mm. Allman says, hard to remember since it's such a long time since I saw it. I seem to recall it being fine in a fairly disposable sort of way. It was typical of certain type of RTD Who. A bit superficial, but kind of fun. Morrissey was an amiable yeah. addition and Derv Le Kierwan was pretty good as a villain who had a sort of humanity about her. I was never the biggest tenant fan and he's clearly treading water here as his end approached. Ooh. But he's entertaining enough. Not terrible, but ultimately not disappointment. Six marks out of five. Hmm. Adam uh, Adam Rossi says, one of my fave Christmas specials. I think David Morrissey should be cast as the real incarnation of the Doctor. (laughs) Very good. And lastly, Charlie Turner. This is a long one, so I'll just give you the summary. Uh, Not bad, but it could have been much better than what it was. Uh, One of my personal favourite scenes is where the Doctor... Shows Jackson the history of himself up until the point where he breaks down in tears. It's arguably one of the most powerful scenes I've seen in all of the programme. Uh, mm. It goes on to give it an 8 out of 10.
1: An 8 from Charlie. That's the highest score.
0: That's the highest one, there. Um, A bit of a mixed bag here mm. with the scores. It's not an art. Over- it's not like a definitely a classic with like 8s and 9s or anything, but also not that much hated because we had 7s and 8s, but we did have a couple of there are a couple of sixes and five. So,
1: yeah, I was, I was confused actually. One of the, the scores, the second from last, you said six out of five. Did I say six <laughs> Is out that of five? Right? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, was that was over
0: th- on Twitter. Yeah. So, uh, Courier of Who stuck with his score of six out of ten. Sorry.
1: All oh, right. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say because that sounded like it was like a mega <laughs> the best. Um, yeah. it's a, It sounds like a lot of people don't really love this one. It's a bit of a throwaway for a lot of people, it seems. A little
0: bit yeah mm-hmm. but That's a shame. you
1: know i think it's i think it's better than that but there yeah we
0: go. if you enjoyed it dear listener then you enjoyed it all good all good
1: okay so what have we got next week dude so next week, yeah we'll be uh finishing up uh Torchwood, children of earth next week with day five
0: the last one
1: i always thought there were six days this this is the last <laughs> one right day five
0: day five yeah it's the finale we'll see what wow. happens with uh the four five six and now that we're missing yanto we're a man down literally so we'll see what's going on with the shrine yeah okay i think we'll wrap there dude it's a good place to stick a pin in episode three four five all righty thank you thank you so much for listening to this week's episode that was 345 thank you very much to those of you that tweeted us and jumped on the facebook and give us uh, and gave us your thoughts and reviews on the next doctor uh we are really really running out of modern doctor stories to do now so i think for david tennant yeah for uh david tennant's doctor at least i think we've only got about two or three maybe four left to do so uh yeah we're getting to the Surely. end of that stuff but uh, uh before we get to that obviously we've got some torture to do so next week as adam said we're on to day five of uh, of the children of earth so give that a watch get your iplayer fired up or your blu-ray because we'll be asking for your thoughts as always in the meantime make sure you're following this podcast on your preferred podcast app or listen on the website which is bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk listen to our show for free wherever you find it it's all good and on the website you can read the articles and reviews from our writing team and you can also jump off to the socials we're on instagram twitter and facebook give us a like and a follow over there as we chat doctor who throughout the week and we have a free discord server to jump on there, there's a link on the website and come and chat doctor who with other who fans also do not forget to jump over to adam's youtube channel the geeks (laughs) handbag (laughs) and go and check out all of adam's stuff there grab a cuppa and get comfy and he's on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook under the same name the geeks handbag so everyone should go and do that shouldn't they yes do not forget absolutely do Do it now do it now yes rightio who fans until next week take care of yourselves and my name is gary
1: my name is adam and remember Eh, we